Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kill your <clears throat> All right, there we go. We're back. It is Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. My name is Tommy Coughlin. We are back here on the Pipe It Up podcast, live from the Schultz's basement, very world-famous place. And I am here joined alongside by Daniel Schultz once again, as well as Kyle Schultz of the Western Wildcats, commissioner of the league. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? I'm good, man. Good to be back, for sure. The Pipe It Up podcast. It's been some time. Tom, I respect what you've done with this podcast. Kind of revamped it, if you will. I appreciate that. It's it's going, man. It's going. And Dan, anything? Definitely excited. It's always a great time when talking with Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, Dan, we're happy to have you back as well. As always, today, we got another loaded podcast for you. We are going to talk about an MLW appearance in the local newspaper here in Brighton, Michigan. We're going to break down Mallards versus Wildcats, which was the last YouTube video. So if you haven't watched that yet, pause this and go check it out. We're going to do the fan cue of the day. And then a couple new segments today. We are going to do a tail the rail, which is where we go over a story that's kind of off the walls, off the rails, if you know what I mean, as well as a hot take. So a couple new segments on Pipe It Up today. Should be a great episode. But let's get right into it. So as I just alluded to, MLW made its first appearance in the local newspaper to Brighton, Michigan, of the county, I should say, the Livingston Daily. Headline page, (laughs) a nice photograph from the Meadows, um, a couple paragraphs where they interviewed both Kyle and myself. So Kyle, let's hear from you first. Um, How does it feel to be be on the headline of the local paper? It's pretty cool to see growing up. That was always the newspaper that would be showing up to our house on Sunday mornings. So for us to be on the front page and finally to get some recognition from the local newspaper that was pretty cool because we haven't honestly got that much like local recognition i feel like we've been um like an underground thing even mm-hmm. within our local newspaper or like all these like media sources or whatever but i thought it was pretty cool um i think somebody in your family actually set it up got mm-hmm. the sent a phone call and it was like shout out to kk <laughs> your aunt kk she mm-hmm. sent in like a like a story idea or something like that and then the next thing you know we're getting calls from them so we kind of shared with our shared with them our story and the story came out two days later, so that was pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you to Kayla who interviewed us. And yeah, KK, my Aunt KK is a Aunt Karen, but I call her KK. We have since we were little kids. And um, she's she's probably my biggest MLW supporter in the whole family. And if you're ever at the Wiffle, Wiffle in the Mitten and you want to meet her, she'll probably be there. And she makes great pancakes, let me tell you. <laughs> KK, KK's cakes are the best in town, I swear to God. Hey, we also talk about the Super Bowl parties a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, her oh, cookies. The cookies. <laughs> the cookies and pancakes. She's a good baker. But, but I, uh, hey, I think that the story, though, is pretty, like, overdue. I feel like a, a newspaper in our city should have been writing an article about us, like, well, 10 years ago. That's the funny thing about the Internet is, like, you can have a pretty big movement going on that's – more of a global fan base and not like really localized. That's what's cool about the Whiffle in the Mitten because that's in our hometown of Brighton. So it's cool to see like all the local fans. But I mean, we could have even, we could have a million subs and no one's really going to know because oh, all yeah. on the internet. It's so global. Like our fan base is so widely spread and not localized at all that it, it doesn't really surprise me that like no one Dude, from that's, the newspaper reached that's, out. That's YouTube for you. Yeah. Like even the biggest YouTubers, they could be A-listers on YouTube, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who they are. People, if they saw them on the street, like if you know them from YouTube, you think they're the biggest thing on earth. Yeah. And then there's people that don't know what YouTube is, like mm-hmm. an older audience. They see them and they just see them as another person. Like YouTube's like one of the only things I can think of where that that's like the situation. It's so weird. Yeah, I think like if we were to put if we were to like get in a stadium with forty thousand of our biggest, like of our most twenty percent of our most dedicated fans, oh. like it'd be crazy. But it's not like like Kyle and I walk into a grocery store and get, and get no. mobbed by people. It's it's a very wide and widely spread fan base. So uh, we're we're very normal individuals around these parts. If that yeah. makes sense. I feel like that's like the the case with like TikTokers nowadays too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I feel like uh, 
like some random TikTok dancer girl that has like a hundred million <laughs> on TikTok walks into like a, a Justice or like some like twelve year old girl's fashion store, she'll be looked at like she's Beyonce. But if she walks yeah. into like a regular like Walmart or something or like a football yeah, stadium, no like one, nobody's gonna know who you are. I mean, a lot of people don't. We've talked about this before, probably, but like a lot of people don't get like the power of YouTube and like the yeah. careers that can be made and the lives that can be changed. Like even if you have no idea like what's going on, if there's fans there that want to watch it. Um, there's there's a career there for whoever is the central portion of that channel, if that makes sense. So I think back to our you know our story here, the fact that the newspaper took this long to get to us yeah. doesn't necessarily surprise me, but like our bigger fans would be like, your local newspaper hasn't even written about you guys yet. <laughs> like it might be funny to you, but how would they how would they know? You know what I mean? The Meadows is very, it's a very secluded thing. No one really sees it and you will never see it unless you go looking for it. So um, it doesn't surprise me too much. Dave, what are your thoughts on the newspaper edition of, of our publicity uh, portfolio of MLW? Uh, honestly, I think you said it best. Honestly, I don't really read from the Livingston oh, exactly. too much. Yeah, our generation but, uh, doesn't. It's obviously still cool. Um, you always, you know, getting in the local newspaper, that's definitely big for the hometown community. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's cool. It was cool. Like when I was driving by, like down the street, I think I was, I left my house early yesterday morning. No, maybe Friday morning. I don't remember, but... And like I could see it on the driveways, and I could see the MLW photo. It was kind of cool. That's pretty sick. But um, but yeah. Hey, shout out to you though. You're shooting hoops. I see every morning. Yeah. <laughs> What's with this? this I was going to ask you about this. this I, thought this, topic. I thought this would be a great well, we can, time to ask you, but Tom's been grinding on the well, pavement, man, dude, with some basketball I was, workouts. I was joking on the video and the mic'd up. Like my <laughs> athleticism is just so bad. Once you, once I stopped playing high school sports, like once I graduated and, and only worked out and didn't do anything like sports wise. Yeah, dude. Me and Dan. Hand, hand-eye coordination is just so bad. And like I go to shoot a basketball now. I used to be such a good shooter because I would shoot every day at the place where my dad would work out literally every night for like years and then now i hadn't shot a basketball in probably three years and i went to a court with my roommates at msu and like i couldn't even touch the backboard of the rim (laughs) like with the basketball i was like this is actually embarrassing so when i got home from school and i had two weeks before my work started i went to dicks and bought a basketball and a new net and i've been shooting every day (laughs) i've been getting better slowly oh man i definitely share uh tommy's thoughts on that literally because like the first series like Baseball, I that last year was the last year for me for high school baseball, and so like playing woofball this year, like it's definitely I've seen it to be a lot harder. Like last year, I could just step in, get my swings in, hit a couple home runs, call it a day. This year, it, it's definitely a step up. Yeah, I think, um, like I I feel like I just took being athletic as a as a as a young kid like yeah. for granted because we were always outside playing with some kind of ball, football, tennis ball, wiffle ball baseball literally anything mini six that always involved us like improving our hand-eye coordination and that's why like i feel like i peaked when the mallards won in 2017 i feel like i was at peak athleticism of my life because like that was high school baseball my career was winding down i was still playing travel baseball wiffle ball working out every day like i was doing so much that involved hand-eye coordination and playing sports and being an athlete now i'm just I'm just a regular guy man i mean i still play <laughs> wiffle ball but it's so much harder now can't even catch a pop-up <laughs> Pretty much my only exercise now is uh, golf, and then I wouldn't even call fishing an exercise. So it's, <laughs> it's basically just golf, which honestly probably doesn't translate well to wiffle ball because I'd be uppercutting. So that's probably not a good thing to be working on this summer. Probably, but got to be good. Got to be get better at the golf game for dude, sure. My cardio absolutely sucks compared <laughs> yeah. to my high school basketball been- days. Like Tom, when I uploaded the opening day video, I was like all stressed out the whole week. So when I finally got the video up mm-hmm. that Friday evening, I just like went outside and sprinted to see how far I could go. Yeah. Like literally went to a sprint over to the nearby middle school Scranton. Mm-hmm. And I lasted like, I want to say two or three minutes before I had to take a breather. Like it was just bad. Yeah, I've been running too. I'll probably run tomorrow morning, but um, I can go about a mile and I'm pretty winded. I need to start. I, I want to get running again. I think that's like a very it, healthy I thing. I hate it, but it's definitely good for you. It's, it's a mind over matter thing, but I am not a fan of running. Dude, now that it's like warm in the, these summer nights, I want to start running at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. That's what I did last year during That's COVID. Weird. I would no go, way. I would work out. Well, That's not what I not do. that late, but I would we would work out like my dad and I usually around yeah. nine o'clock, and we'd wrap up around like nine forty five, ten o'clock ish no, in, in our garage. I'm middle of the night, so I'd run at like ten or ten fifteen after the workout, like That's every other scary. night. No, it was nice. You put headphones in. Yeah, you're just, a twenty just, twenty year old male in bright it's Michigan. Just, it's just darkness. It could be a lot worse. Darkness and <laughs> you get darkness and your music and it's just you running, yeah. no one no one looking at you, like you judging you. I would just put a hood on. Oh, I'd listen to like and, movie yeah. soundtracks. Yeah, I'd, I'd go. feel so cool. But that was I, I like running in the morning is also super peaceful too because it's not like hot yet and it's like 
I don't know. It's, the sun's kind of just now coming up, you so it's still a little dark. You also probably feel like you really accomplished something if you, you do, do it in the morning. It's you like, do. Wow, I really just did that. But then I'm also at work, and it's like nine thirty, and I'm already like, oh man, I've been up for a few hours already. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Well, let's dive into quick transition. But let's dive into Mallards versus Wildcats. <clears throat> yep. um, once again, if you haven't seen that video, pause this podcast and go watch that on YouTube. Um, but um, let's go to a third party first, Daniel Schultz. Um, just any thoughts you want to share on this series before Kyle and I give our perspectives on it. Yeah, definitely. The, the things that stuck out to me the most is how many home runs there were. I don't remember exactly, but it was like, it was not a pitcher stool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some, some more surprises was like Jackson Pearson hitting three home runs. Did not expect that from the seventh overall pick. You know, Saylor, uh, Irwin, Schultz, literally everybody was hitting home runs. So that really stuck out to me. And then unfortunately, Kyle, uh, one out away from the perfect game. That was tough to watch, but you know... Mallards played really good, uh, went up 2-0, looked really solid. I think they're going to have a good year this year, going to compete with the D-backs in the NL for that title. But, uh, yeah, Wildcats, I'm sure they'll bounce back as well. Uh, I guess I guess I'll take the mic here and discuss from my perspective. <laughs> First of all, for the Mallards fans who listen, I, I wouldn't get, like, super excited or anything. It's, it's been three games, so <laughs> take a deep breath. We're 2-1. It's, it's, it's a good start, but um, we were 2-1 last year, so keep that in mind. But um, I was overall happy – I think considering we played sloppy in the first game and Kyle pitched amazing and then we got hot at the right time and stole that one pretty much from the Wildcats. And then game two, we had the better pitching matchup because Sailor is not as solid as Bonham is on the mound, in my opinion. I think that's a fact, actually. And so then we got that win. Game three got away from us, but um, you know that was Irwin's first appearance. And Irwin is actually... It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what I choose to do as well as how he improves if he continues to pitch. But... Irwin is a very good pitcher in like fast pitch competitive wiffle ball. That's like kind of his forte. Um, but I don't know how well it's going to translate to MLW. I guess it depends if he puts the time in from our distance and with our speed limit. But the reason I didn't want to pitch is because I was really concerned about my chest injury, which it may, this is weird to say, and I don't want to get into this, but it may have been aggravated by my COVID shot. Cause I heard that can like, um, it, like inflame your lymph nodes, like near your armpit. And that's where I was having a lot of pain. So in the same area as my injury, so it, it that just, was, no, it just, um, it makes your your pains your existing pains feel worse. For yeah, two, I don't know. So anyway, it was really bad. Like that was this injury happened. I heard it in March, early March, and that week of our series was the worst it has felt. And now it feels kind of back to how it did two weeks ago. Like it was, it's improving again. But so I was really concerned. I wasn't even sure if I was going to play. That's why I told Davenport to come out because I was like, Yo, if I go out there and I'm swinging and it's like really, really paining me, I was like, It's not worth it. You should just play for me. So I had him there just in case. But so I had Irwin pitch. You know, I can't say I'm too disappointed in him. I mean, he got hit, but he actually threw a lot of strikes, which I always think is important, especially for a rookie. So I'd rather have them hitting homers than him walking guys in, which I've done my fair share of too. But overall, I'm happy. We have a lot of room for improvements. Um, Obviously, I played really bad in right field, and we made kind of errors across the board. But I think I was telling the guys during the game, I was like, this is an investment. Let's just keep me in right. Let's keep Irwin in left when Trevor's pitching. We'll improve throughout the year, and I I do think we will. Um, as I break my muscle memory from playing second base in baseball and going the wrong direction and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of room for improvement. But overall, I'll take two and one, and I'll pass the mic off to Kyle. I mean, for me, I guess first and foremost, I want to say that Jackson really exceeded all my expectations. Um, he has a really good swing. I didn't realize yeah. how good a swing was until mm-hmm. I was watching the video back. But yeah, I think it translates to football really well. And then Sailor was his, his same self. He had three home runs himself. And then even Ford got like two or three hits or something like that. So mm-hmm. He put the ball in play. And I'm very happy with the way my teammates played. And with all that being said, I'm very unsatisfied with my performance. Um, <laughs> you know, when you have eight up, eight down, winning three nothing, I'd say 99% of those times you're going to win the game. And for me to not get that final out, let alone, you know, let four runs in that inning because of a bottom grand slam, it was pretty uh, – I took that one pretty hard. That was crazy for me because, like, I could – I'm I'm pretty um like level headed out there I'd say but I was like mentally a bit upset cause I was like you gotta be kidding me like here we are pretty much a new lineup we're still not hitting the ball Kyle's just lights out on us right now and then we put that rally together and that was unbelievable like I was, couldn't believe what happened because it happens quick you know I was I was happy the way I bounced back though in game three yeah we you got, pitched really good we got a new game ball out there I found it again my drop ball um, was able to get some more firm risers on you guys. Um, I guess moving forward, like it's just a learning learning curve. You know what I mean. Get got the rust out, and I think I don't know who we play next, but I I, I wrote some tips down for me that I usually do each year, like yeah, what I need to what I need to stick to next series. So, 
it was a good uh, it was a good series to kind of you know get back out there, get a win. Mm-hmm. Move forward. Plus, it's always hectic too. And Kyle and I are both playing. Like we're trying to do a lot as well as playing the game. So that doesn't contribute well either to like yeah. our focus, I guess necessarily. Yeah. I think Trevor Bonham. Honestly, we didn't talk about him too much, but like he, I think he was the biggest surprise. Actually, relooking yeah, at agree. it, three home runs, big grand slam. He didn't have any home runs last year. Like I didn't realize that. Like he had a good. I would say he had a decent year last year. But like I think he'll definitely be in the running for most improved this year. And he, I mean, he just looks solid. Yeah, I think this three-man lineup we've got going on right now is really going to be big for him because he's going to see the ball a lot more at the plate. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I expect him to hit that well every series, but my expectations for him are definitely higher now than they were pregame of last series. You got anything else you want to no, add, Kyle? Yeah, I got, I got to give a lot of credit to Bonham. Like, with how much I was like not satisfied with my performance, at the same time, I just want to say like how improved Trevor looked, mm-hmm. not only on the mound but at the plate. He just looked a lot more comfortable in there. He was hitting everything I threw, like risers, drops, really anything. Mm-hmm. So a uh, huge shout-out to Trevor. And I honestly, com- coming into that series, I knew it would be really tough. And moving forward, I still think you guys are – you guys and the Dimebacks, I think you're going to be the top two in the NL as, as we move forward here in the season. It is early, though. We don't want it to get ahead so of ourselves. And that was a tough division. The eagle chimes in over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, still early, guys. It's not, <laughs> it's not looking good for us, but there's still a lot of time. It, we're, we're not going to panic yet, that's for sure. I, I wouldn't panic if I were you. Same. Dan experienced what I was talking Dude, about. Dude, literally, it's, look at last year, bro. The Cobras are 3-0, and and they swept the D-backs. And by the end of the year, the Cobras are the worst team, and the D-backs are the best <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, last year, we were 2-1. and one. Yeah. But... Um, I, mean, I think the Eagles next yeah. series is super important because as we yes. saw last year, this a team is do or die because the team with seven <laughs> wins last year in the NL didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So if the Eagles go down with five, six losses early. That's going to be tough to recover from. I'm, I'm confident that I can settle in, but I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself there. We'll, we'll worry about next series when that comes. I'm telling you, you just got hit with the sucker punch of life that I was talking about where your athleticism is just <laughs> severe decline yeah, after need, you stop playing sports. I need to hit the batting cages. <laughs> Daily sports. Yeah. Obviously, we could be grinding with a ball daily if we wanted to but not everyone has that kind of dedication and dan hasn't had that yet and i can't even if i wanted to have it i can't because i've been hurt and i've been trying to heal up so that i was like envious of trevor like looking so good out there i was like man i can't even like i haven't pitched at all i haven't done anything before that game i hadn't hadn't even swung a bat until i got to the meadows that day because i was trying to nurture this injury so that's annoying yeah but you had an excuse i mean you couldn't do spring training because the shoulder i mm-hmm. didn't have an excuse i went to spring training i actually did saw, you say you felt like really good in yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i did I, I i i thought i settled in but i don't know i i'm i'm confident for the future so i think we'll be fine all right kyle any any last comments you kind of already had your chance but dan um i wanted to ask you this as well what do you think do you think you want to like start throwing bullpens like regular, regularly? Because that's something I'm considering too, especially like as I heal. Last year, like last year, I did, and it probably really didn't show through in the videos much. But I swear, I would throw at least twice a week in my driveway. I don't know if you guys ever did that or like. But do you think that's something now that you're done with baseball that you want to get into more? Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent what I need to do. Honestly, anytime this week, if you want, if you want to go with me <laughs> to the meadows or something, I will definitely be there for sure. Dan, do you remember doing that though as a kid? Though we'd always do bullpens on, on Colts Field, like we would even just do one on one games, and then I'd, we'd do like. I mean, yeah, you have to practice. I yeah, mean, we, you we, can't just walk in and expect to strike out nine guys and we walk zero guys. You have to practice. We definitely threw a lot more bullpens back then as opposed to now, for whatever reason. I think it's more of just because we're busy now with the business aspects yeah, exactly. and making the videos and like. Dude, back then, I would literally, we'd film a series. I'd have the video somehow up, like, a day or two after. Because mm-hmm. it was literally just, like, yeah, it was so much more 20, cl- 20 clips just yeah. clipped together. Just to the, you know, trim to the final out of each at-bat. Like, mm-hmm. no production whatsoever. But, yeah. All right. Well, I've got nothing else in that series. Um, I wish the Wildcats and the Eagles the best moving forward, except for when the Eagles play us. We're going to crush you guys. But <laughs> <laughs> it is time for the fan cue of the day. Cue of the day. Oh, Tom, that's a great little jingle. I love that. <laughs> We're working on the sound bites and the jingles for everybody, so I hope you guys are enjoying those. But today's cue of the day comes from Eric Gunderson on Instagram. And if you guys want to submit a question of your own, please submit them to at Pipe It Up MLW on Instagram. But Eric Gunderson's question is, and this is one for all of us, and it'll be a good little conversation starter here. He wants to know how we would feel about having a tiebreaker game similar to the MLB. Like, and his example he gives is since the Magic and the Cobras had the same record last year, they'd play a one-game playoff to actually go to the playoffs. That's cool. So let's hear our thoughts from this. I, guess I, I can start. 
Well, actually, I, can I start with the like, commissioner's perspective? I think we should get commissioners last. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 I think yeah. we should get commissioners last because me and Dan, we're I, just. I see the two sides of it. I'll, I do too. I, I do can. Too. I'll start first because, like, I think you want to have the regular season being important, and mm-hmm. the fact that it's a three-game series, like Magic and Cobras, for example, like that series should matter. So if like the Magic win two-one, yeah. yeah, yeah. the Magic should move on. But like, obviously, a one-game series would do so well on our mm-hmm. YouTube channel. So you have to take that into consideration as well. Yeah, I think I think it would be like super hype for the fans, but at the same time we kind of already had that last year yeah. because we had the game that meant everything, that last game of the series. Yeah. I think it could be a possibility like a few years down the road if we had more of a like a more of a team working on MLW full time, like a real operation going on with a bigger league and more stuff going on behind the scenes. But as of right now, I don't see it as a possibility because um, like, you know, you know, right now we're really pushing this regular upload schedule once a week, every Friday, and then this season would just kind of carry on very, very long. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's also, you guys don't realize how hard it is to actually get everyone there for a series. Everyone's on different schedules. Okay. Like, it's not like the MLB where these guys sign a contract and this is their life. You know, these are guys that do this in their spare time and they enjoy it, but it's hard. People have family stuff. They have jobs. It's, it's very difficult to really coordinate everyone and get them there. And that's just one more date. We'd have to have everyone there. As well as, as Daniel mentioned, it would take away a little bit from the meaning, the meaning, that's not a word, meaningness, <laughs> from the meaningfulness, meaningful, meaningful nature. from how much, how much the regular season means. I really like that right now, how every game is important. Yep. So, all right, Commission, no, yeah, spill I com- the beans. I completely agree with both of you guys, but my immediate reaction to that question was that it'd be a logistical nightmare. <laughs> there it is. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like having to schedule two, because obviously with eight teams in our league, it's very likely that the three yep. and four every year have the same record mm-hmm. in which you'd have to do a tiebreaker. So that's two more separate days that you'd have to play in August, a time in which we're already rushing to get in series before people mm-hmm. leave off to college again. Yep. Um, yeah, it's tight. And, and finding those two days where everybody's available again, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that easy. Plus, dude, August is our hotbed for tournaments. Yep. We always have two full weekends there. We're out of the state. They're closed off. Can't play series those those two weekends. So while yeah. the idea is good, and I agree, you know, like like you said, like they would do well on our YouTube channel. Like I just, it's just like logistically not the way we are yeah. uh, able to run it. Yeah, the you guys, it's really hard to tell. Like it can be very very hectic squeezing all these games in at the end, and like we try to always plan in advance and like. Because Kyle is busier now, and I'm like telling him to try to like laser focus on the videos, make editing best as possible. Every series is a movie. All this stuff we're kind of championing. Uh, but um, like for example, I'll get I'll give a real example. Um, yesterday morning, I texted the D-backs and the Gators in a group chat, and I gave them an eight day window to schedule a series, and we couldn't come to a conclusion. Like that's how difficult it is sometimes to get a series on the calendar. Yeah, if you want a series with Big Speeton and Brendan Zerlag and, and Sam Reichart, yeah. then we can get that going tomorrow. But, but if you want Cheetah and Jorgensen is, and all these guys that is, are the top players on their teams, it's tough. It can really be a scheduling nightmare. So <laughs> that those two more dates on the calendar, as great as it would be in theory, it's not always as simple as it seems. No disrespect to Big Speeton, by the way. I was just no, an no, example. No, no. <laughs> Bix, I, I like Bix. Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. I'm just giving... Give an, uh, give an example. Okay, let's get into the tail the rail, the new <laughs> segment. You hear that music coming in, Dan? It's my favorite soundbite we've ever had. Cue the tail the rail. Tail the rail. There's a cumulonimbus coming in from the western front. Tail the rail. Tail the rail. Okay. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> we call it the tail. This is a Kyle Schultz came up with this name. We were brainstorming over some s'mores and a bonfire a couple days ago for more pod segment ideas. Yeah. And we knew we wanted to have like a storytelling segment like we've been doing. Like I had the phone in the lake story and other various stories across these first 40 episodes. But um, the tail derail is just – it's a derailed story. It's kind of not not usually affiliated with wiffle ball. Um, and it's it just kind of can go in any direction. We'll have people chiming in. It may it may go off on tangents. It's just a it's just a derailed story. So um, and I've got another one today, but I'm really going into the archives for this one. You know, I asked Daniel and Kyle, you guys got any stories you want to share with the listeners this week? And they're kind of like, eh, nothing nothing too crazy. But um, I I thought of something that I wanted to share with the podcast for a long time when I had the chance. <laughs> one, <laughs> I mean, I just got to break it down for you, but I didn't even tell. I may have told this story to Kyle or Daniel like years ago. I'm this, very excited this to hear happened, about to happen They right may now. have already heard this. This happened to me, I'd say close to 10 or 11 years ago. I was probably around between 10 and 12 years old, but oh my goodness. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me break this down for you guys. So um, 
my family, KK, I was mentioning KK, KK and her family have a place on a lake in northern Michigan. And people who live in Michigan, oh, we like to we like to go we like to go up north, um, which basically means you drive a few hours north, and there's a lot of lakes in Michigan, so you go hang out in the lake in the summer. It's kind of the spot where everyone likes to hang out um, during the summer in Michigan. So, in our place up north, real small town, um, and shout out to I actually saw I doubt you'll hear this, but I did saw a comment from a fan who Justin. said he saw me up north and Justin. like was too scared to say hi. But that's super hilarious. I think his name was Justin. Was it okay? Yeah. So I'm in that area, and. Um, uh, kind of our tradition up there is usually it used to be every night, but now everyone's worried about their diet and stupid stuff like that. But we used to go for ice cream literally every <laughs> night. We could walk, we could walk from our house to an ice cream spot in town and um, little place called Country Time Ice Cream. And really, it's Ashby's Ice Cream, which if you don't know, Ashby's Ice Cream is really good and um, solid. Plenty of flavors, plenty of options, but a real small joint. Probably, probably the size of like your average, like. Average sized homes kitchen, like the whole place. You walk in, it's basically just you get your ice cream and you eat outside. Very, very small. So tight quarters in there. And they keep the door shut to keep the AC in and the bugs out. So when you actually get through the line and inside, you're packed. A lot of people, really tight spaces. This was all pre-COVID. This was 10 years ago. Before we move on with the story, I decided after recording this that I probably shouldn't disclose the identity of this person because it's a little bit embarrassing for them. So we're going to call this member of my family, Emily I don't have any Emilys in my family, but this is this person I'm going to call Emily is a member of my extended family. Okay, back to the pod. Um, so anyway, we are. I'm in line with Emily, a couple of my cousins. Um, my dad is there. KK is there. The whole gang, and we we get inside finally after maybe a 10, 15 minute wait. And um, there's there's a family of of Michiganders, Northern Michiganders, in front of us. I think they were locals. So let me go on off on a side tangent here. And say that um, Emily is a great woman, very polite, very nice. But you know, occasionally it happens to all of us. We we all fart from time to time, <laughs> and and I don't think she's ever Jesus. farted in public in my life. And I'm usually the gassy one in my family, but not lately. But growing up at that age, I totally was. So I get into this ice cream place with Emily. There's a family in front of us, and it's a it's a mom, dad, and two kids. And these two kids are probably like between the ages of seven and ten years old, and. You know, all of a sudden, I just smell something, and I'm like, that could have only come from one person. And I look over at Emily. She looks at me, and she's got that look on her eyes. And I'm like, you farted, didn't you? <laughs> we started, so we kind of giggled to ourselves. And, you know, this we probably giggle for, you know, two, three seconds, and then we kind of we kind of move on. We're back to viewing the selection of ice cream in this place. About five seconds later, what transpired was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> So I'm sitting there next to Emily. We just laughed about her fart. And then this woman in front of me hits her kid in the head, smacks him and goes, I told you not to do that in public anymore. (laughs) What? He took the, so, he got the blame? So she thought her son <laughs> farted and oh she hit him for it. And he goes, Mom, it wasn't me. <laughs> the whole place. Did she say anything? Back up the no. kid? Oh, no. Oh, she was man. silent over there. Oh, she like crying? Oh, no. It was so bad. She like thumped him in the back of the head. Oh, God. I mean, the damage was already done. It was so funny. I <laughs> think I may have cried laughing about five minutes later. Oh, my goodness. Like, it was out of a movie. And, like, the employees saw it. Everyone saw it. Everyone had to smell it. It smelled horrible Jeez. in there. That's I, crazy. I can't believe that happened to this day. It was like, like I said, it was out of a movie. She goes, I can't. I told you not to do that in public anymore. He goes, Mom, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And it was just the funniest thing. I want to know if anyone's ever had a similar experience where they've, like, encountered a fart in public. And, like, you notice people are kind of looking around like, oh, God, someone just died in here. I mean, that would happen in classrooms all the time. Oh, classroom farts. Uh, I can recall being on a bike one time. Like, I might have been up north, and, and like, my sister was behind me, like, 30 feet. We were outside, and I farted, and she claimed she smelled it behind oh me. Oh, my Lord. 30 feet behind me. Because it was just, she was just on a direct path behind me, on a bike, moving fast. You always, you always are definitely a big farter growing up. Yeah, I know. It's funny. I've, I've grown out of it a bit. I'm not nearly as gassy as I used to be, but I, I, could, I could compete with the best of them back <laughs> in the day. I'm not necessarily proud of it, but, I mean, it's the truth. I don't know what else to tell you. That was definitely a derail. A that, tale was, that derailed this podcast. I just had to share that, because... It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. The fact that it was, and if it would be, it would be one thing like it was me who farted, another kid, another kid gets blamed, but it was a grown woman who just stood as a bystander and watched this little kid get yelled at by his mom. It was so funny, and like I said, it's a very small place. All the employees 
smelled it, watched this go down. Probably saw Emily and I laughing. It was so funny, but oh, had to get that off my chest. I hope you enjoyed the story, and let us know. I want to know what kind of what kind of tales you guys want to hear. You want to hear more funny tales? You want to hear some some like more like emotional stories? Like you want to hear some like weird stories? Sure ones. Some like boring stories, like one that some someone on the podcast last week told. (laughs) Something not very entertaining. Or like life stories, like something that's annoying, or I don't know. You let me know. I think it's good to have a variety of everything, but let me know in the DMs. Pipe it up, MLW. But yeah, that is this week's Tale to Rail. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, what a story. But all right, we are going to get into another new segment here on the podcast called Hot Takes. This week's hot take is going to be brought to you by the Kamish. Kyle Schultz. Okay. Kyle, what do you got for us? See, we were just talking about this. I don't even know if it's a hot take. It's just an observation, I, I guess, I've made over the past two years. But it has to do with like MLB and their fan base regressing and their hope that bat flips and running up the score is going to magically bring in new fans to watch <laughs> baseball, which I think is just blasphemous. Like, I, I get what they're trying to do, but like, Daniel's been saying I'm on the older end of things where I'm like old school about this, where like, like, okay, yeah, I agree that bat flips are cool and everything, and, you know, running up the score is fine, and, like, taunting, like, to, a, to an extent is kind of good for the game of baseball, but, like, how much of that really helps the game? How much does it actually grow the game and get new fans? I really don't think it helps. Dan looks like he's got, uh, a, lot Dan's got a lot to say. Here. I'm definitely on the other side of the spectrum as far as this argument goes. Um, you think a kid that's not a fan is going to see that and instantly become a fan because I don't think so. By the way, I think it's definitely more of a common belief to be on the side I am. And I just think of it like it's not even just bad flips. It's just showing more emotion for the game and just having more fun with the game. It's a lot more fun to watch. Like when you go when you watch MLB games, you want to watch like Acuña, Tatis, Trevor Bauer, like and Jose Bautista's uh bat flip a couple years ago see, like go ahead. That's, the game, the, that's game the of, best moments of the game. You want to watch the the fun players. I agree. The game of baseball has always been like that though. Like there's always been people that have shown some sort of flair. Yes, yeah, I, I agree with Kyle there. And like Bautista's home run was so hype. Yeah. Like the stadium went crazy. That's when you do bat flip. And yeah, like yeah. that was like when it wasn't as talked about as much. Now when you have guys hitting solo homers in like a regular season game in middle of June. Yeah, nobody cares. Like it it's like what are you doing? Yeah. Like no offense, but I I just don't I don't see the need to like Try to force They're enthusiasm. That's what it is. Don't force enthusiasm. Like, that doesn't well, work. It needs to be raw. Like, Bautista's bat flip, that was just sick. It was raw. But, I, like, Tatis bat flipping every home run. Like, yeah, if you're if you're hot and, like, you want to, sure. But it shouldn't be, like, expected. It shouldn't be necessarily looked down upon either. But I also don't like, like, to me, Bauer, like, it seems forced sometimes, too. It, Maybe it is just him, but, like. I disagree. It seems forced. They're, they're, it's know. not forced. It's just, like. That's how they're. That's how they want to play the game. Like that's how they boost their confidence level. Is like always being in that mentality. Like you can't tell them not to do it when that's when they're playing the best. Like those players that have fun, like Bauer, like he's at the top of his game right now. And like Tatis, Acuna, like if someone was bat flipping and they're batting like one fifty, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. But these guys are like MVP caliber. No, that's like, fine. You know, you know who's doing it the right way is Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Mike Trout's an old school baseball player. <laughs> I'd see I know, in I'm my not, childhood. I'm not some old head like, oh, don't bat flip. I honestly don't care. I don't care either. I, but I just don't like when they're forced the on me. The thing I don't like. Me I don't how like this it. is how it should be played. I, exactly. I don't want to be forced one way or the other. Just let the, let the boys play. I don't. I don't. Boys think, will be boys. Let them play. I don't think they're forcing at all. Like, I mean, there's some players. I'll go that, to MLB's that, Instagram right now. It's gonna be like Tatis was in his bag with this one, and it's gonna be ten bat flips. Well, that's a separate problem. Social <laughs> social media framing yeah. it one way is a separate problem. I hate that too. Players playing their own game and having fun is the right way like there's other players like trout and otani that you know there's they they they're humble they stick to themselves and i still love watching them like you can go either way but i don't think you should tell like bauer like how to play the game like it's his choice i agree with you there i agree with parts of it like i said i just don't like when it's being forced I also don't like people it's, like, oh, I, he, I shouldn't, he shouldn't do that. Like, that's stupid. That's too. stupid like, also. Let, let, let him do what he wants. I, I think feel like I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. When I, I'm not saying, like, this is bad for the game of baseball. I'm just saying MLB thinks this is going to instantly turn around their, I, I agree with their viewership and, and yeah, fandom. It's, when gonna, it's literally not going to change, I don't think. Like, postseason baseball has always been sick. Like, yeah. th- what was that? Game 2, Dodgers-Astros a couple years ago? Is yeah. Game 2 of World Series? I think it was game yeah. two of the World Series. It was like eleven to ten. That was like crazy game. Like that was insane. Plenty of it wasn't like it was like bat flips and everything that was making it 
awesome. It was because it was just a great game. Yeah. I don't know what backflips really do for anybody. Like, hype moments already had backflips 10 years ago. Yeah, they just got to get back to the basics. Yeah, let the boys, after the more I talk and listen to this conversation go on, let the boys play. Let I don't get do what you want. say, let the boys play. Like, that's how they want to play. So, like, I don't get the point there. Kyle's point is They're that overemphasizing the these fact things. that this is like in the media all the time, like, oh, people bat flipping. Yeah, oh, it's like, been a conversation who cares? for five years. It's Nobody been like, cares yeah, it's about like three this. or four years now, and no one cares. That's I, I'm with Kyle on yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't like when social media makes it a, a thing when it, like, when it, something's important, when something's not important, then they try to make it important. Yeah, that's forced. But like, just watching them play how they want to play, like, that, that's not their fault that, you know, a, a social media company is drawing it way out of proportion. That's yeah, true. I'm, I I'm, I'm giving some blame to the social media. I, I am too. Managers. I guess I, I do see both sides of it for sure. I'm I'm 100. percent Also, not I was thinking I was but. thinking of you know how they like came into this year and they're promoting like Fernando Tatis so much mm-hmm. and like Acuna so much. Like, what if they have like one bad year? It's like they put all of this this like promotion yeah. and efforts towards like one guy and you're putting so much weight on one guy to perform well. Like, what if one season he? What if next season he bats like 190? Or two twenty, then their whole campaigns to yeah, you know, I know. they the trash. they do put a lot of a lot of weight on these young guys' shoulders. I see that a lot. Like, hey, and he's on the, the cover of the show. Like that's cool too. But it's like I feel like you're going a little bit all in with like, one guy or two guys. That, has, that haven't been here for long at Acuna. all. I don't even know who who else is like a guy that MLB just hyper focuses on. Honestly, I feel like they don't focus that much on Otani, or do they? Not they need to. Dude, Shohei's amazing. What he's really doing is like it, it's awesome, incredible. Man. I know. And all I talk about is Tatis. I hear about Tatis way more than Shohei. Well, it's also That's a be- problem. It's also because the Angels are never good, so like they're never Neither they're the never pods. in the primetime games. Like I guess but- uh, Tatis on the Padres, they're always competing. Bowers on the Dodgers, they're always competing. Acuna's on the Braves. They're always competing. I just don't want baseball also to turn into that's like the NBA it, right? where it's like, it's like super teams. Like that's kind of already turning into that. But yeah. I don't know. Sport, uh, sports in general are just becoming weird to me. Like it's so weird. To college me. basketball now, how like everyone's transferring like everywhere. Like that's weird to me too. Like this is school. This isn't pro sports. If you wanted to move around, go play in the pros somewhere. But I don't know, man. It's just it's. We're sounding so old. This podcast. I kind of, but I mean, I'm I'm not against the bathtub thing, but I'm with Kyle that I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, and we don't need to push it. Is like this will make the game more exciting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's exciting. I always already. think it's like if you're a fan of baseball, you'll somehow find your way to watch the games. If you're not, you're not gonna watch. They, you know, they should just accept you it. You know what the problem is? Sorry, Jack. Lacrosse. Stop playing lacrosse. Go out and play some baseball, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go play lacrosse. Start playing lacrosse. wiffle ball. Now. That'll but get you into baseball. I think lacrosse definitely made a dent in like because that's like a really popular spring sport now. It didn't used to be that mainstream, and in the last ten years, gained a ton of traction. So, I don't know. I I still think baseball has a ton of fans though. Good teams are still selling out stadiums. Detroit is like a huge baseball town, but we're not selling out right now because. We suck. <laughs> Ownership sucks, and they haven't made a good move in yeah. 10 years. I think a better argument, honestly, for, like, your viewpoint of things is, like, whether the ball should be, like, juiced. Like, do you like seeing more home runs and no hitters, or do you like seeing, like, small ball? Because it feels like you guys, like, base hits, doubles, putting the ball in play. You have to bunt. You have to <laughs> steal. <laughs> that's a better argument that I could see your point. But, like, bad flips, like, that's not a problem for me. Like, can't win this game on but like, yet. <laughs> But I can see your problem if it's, like, a bunch of strikeouts. Like, that's less entertaining. I could see your point there. That is, like, that's kind of like how wiffle ball can be at times, too. It's weird how it evolved. The games do evolve, man. It's crazy. What are they going to do? Back the mountain up a foot, two feet, three well, strikeouts? Awesome. No, it's, it's just like, it's the approaches that batters have. Like it's it's a different like yeah. it's a different swing path. Like batting averages are, are at a career low. Like, I know it's crazy. But like the Tigers team oh, average dude, we need week more or two people, ago was like sub two hundred. Dude, crazy. we need more people growing up with batting stances like how they would do back in the day, where it was just all hands. Pete yeah. Rose, George Brett, bro. People need to start poking the ball. Oh, I don't want to so, hear about launch angle. I don't want to hear about velo. I don't want any of that. Saber, I don't want hands to the ball. Hands yeah. to the ball right here. Stat tracks or stat cast is ruining baseball. <laughs> the pro- okay. I don't care how far out this guy's leading off the base while I'm watching live on I TV. I want kids poking singles back in the game. Yeah, up the middle, man. I want representation for my future, for my uh, fellow single hitters. I guess there. maybe we do sound old, but I don't know. We do. To me, home runs, let me tell you this. You want more home runs? Home runs aren't that exciting if they're hit every inning. It's what makes a home run exciting because they're difficult to hit. Like, Although I will say, you get more no-hitters, and no-hitters are super exciting. Like, we've had, what, like yeah, six are. no-hitters already? Like, and every single one of them, is it feels so awesome. Like, it as does. a Tigers fan watching yeah. Turnbull... That was, like, the one cool like, that's thing awesome. that's happened to our team in the past five years. <laughs> so like Shout out to Turnbull. I think that's one good outcome of, like, the home run, strikeout, like, revolution, or whatever you want to call it. But it, it's definitely a, a fair argument. Yeah, I think... I just think that if you push home runs too much, like... 
if they're if I think kind of if it's true, like if they're juicing the balls in the playoffs for more home runs, like that does make it more exciting. But the balls are juiced all year long. It's the home runs aren't gonna be that cool anymore, in my opinion. Dude, didn't they juice the they're balls still last pretty, year? They're still pretty. They, cool. I, Manfred literally admitted to it. Yeah, they they're I, still pretty cool. But now they're back to the ones I think they used right like before that. I mean, I don't know. and if there's like, more home runs, there's gonna be more walk off home runs and like a walk off home run. Like if you'd go to a game <laughs> and you see a walk off home run, you're not gonna forget it. Well, let me tell you, I think a long time. I think you know there's a variable I think we're not taking into consideration. What is that? The Tigers have sucked these past like seven years I that know. we haven't watched like any as much baseball as we previously had. I know. Like it's in sad. The, that I think sad. that's a huge confounding variable, if you will is that we haven't watched as much baseball as we previously I, had you're, no, you're absolutely during right. the Tigers playoff era. So that could be a huge Like I almost felt guilty. Factor. Like We had the honor of like working with the Tigers a couple times now. And if I was like a 13, 14-year-old kid, like I would have been so excited, like up the night before, excited to meet all the players. But like between like <laughs> school, I'm not I'm busier. I'm busier yeah, now. Like, up, and they haven't been good. And yeah, like I don't even know half the guys in the team. So like I was shaking these guys' hands and like I, I don't even know your name. Like I, it was weird. It was a weird experience. Like that you, we took you, caravan. you envision something happening as a kid, like, yeah. "Well, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna work with the Tigers." Like, we wanted that for years, and then when it happened, I was like, "Gosh, I didn't even know anybody on the roster." Like, Dude, it's Drew, so Drew Davis literally showed up and literally didn't know a single guy on the team. Yeah, it was crazy because Miggy wasn't there, and that's like I was the only one he knew. And this is no disrespect to anyone the top, anyone playing professional sports at any level. Like, if you've made it that far, like you made it. Congrats to you! Like that is awesome. But at that day with the Tigers in the winter caravan, I was super excited to meet a guy named Ramon Santiago because yes. he was someone who I watched growing up every day. Yeah, he's our and I didn't know anybody that was playing currently. So, like, that wasn't as cool to me. But, like, t- talking with Ramon Santiago, he didn't speak very good English. But, like, that was awesome to me. <laughs> that was what I appreciated the most. So I'd say, I'd say Craig Monroe also being there. Oh, yeah, Craig Monroe. That, that was a really good, good one. Yeah, you guys watched a lot more baseball then. So I'm not I really surprised, like, but it makes to, sense. I yeah. used to have this old TV in my room. It was it was a flat screen, but I think it was one of the first flat screens made. Like the back of it had to have been just as wide as the front of it. Like it was huge. And the picture was not good quality at all, but I played GameCube on it and I had cable in my room. And I would literally watch the Tigers every single day. I would go to bed with the Tigers every day and I just loved I love watching baseball I on could never get, TVs. I could never get enough of it, yeah. Me and Dan were just at our grandma's house and we have a TV from, I want to say like 2004. Mm-hmm. Just, you watch a big old, big old baseball game on this TV, it's like nothing better. I, I got a quick hot take to add to this segment right now. I just thought of it. I think streaming services are ruining live sports. That's like, probably true. I live sports. Because when you're watching like anything, I know there's a ton of streaming sites out there and like apps you can use on smart TVs and stuff. Like we had those at college where I lived, but you're never as caught up to as cable. Cable's always faster. Like if I would go on Twitter while we were streaming a game, we're, you're getting spoilers on Twitter. Like, I've, I, never, I I've never ran into that issue. I don't I don't know I don't know the I don't get the draw to I guess like the streaming services thing. What, what's wrong make, what's they, wrong with cable? I don't know. It's just nothing's wrong. They just can make more money with streaming well, services. People like streaming services because you can like binge watch and like you don't have to wait the it next makes, week. But I actually sense. like what you guys probably aren't familiar with, like Disney Plus. But like they kind of do it the old-fashioned way. Like they do streaming services, but it's released. But they release it like every. Yeah, I think Game of Thrones is like Thursday that or Friday or whatever. But well, I, I was reading a tweet like a year ago now, but I thought it was hilarious. It was like. Oh, we're gonna make all these different streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, everything, and then someone's gonna bundle it up and charge you more for it, and boom, basically you're paying for yeah. a cable package. <laughs> a bundle of channels to watch. Yeah, I definitely get your point there, but I I think I don't know. Eventually people just won't buy cable. I know. It's gonna be all streaming services. That's gonna be a sad day. I just I don't think it's I'm telling you, there's a there's a there's a lag. There's a lag there. It's cable watching a game on cable is quicker than streaming it, I'm telling yeah. you. Yep. Even if it's only 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, it's not as quick. That's enough. Yeah, because the, the last thing you want is like the sports center notification to come on your phone yeah, as that's you're watching I, a streaming that's what service. To us. Yeah, that you need to. If I do that, I have to like turn off notifications, which I don't want to do. Yeah. For like the game I'm watching, it's like not fun. I don't know. We need a we need a solution. We need a solution all in one. Like basically, we need cable. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> we need a solution like where there's still like you can binge things, but like, I feel like there's. No replacement for charter on demand. I want live sports. I want live sports to be live. I don't want any delays anywhere. I want. To I, I see your point, and actually, pe- I feel like people don't usually argue that. Going to the game. That is a good point. Your answer is going to the game. I just That's I, as quick I think as you just, can get. I think it's just that the technology hasn't developed yet. Because like, like remember, like for example, on that old TV, if I was watching March Madness and you had the last button on your remote. I would click last to go to the next channel where I just was, mm-hmm. and within a quarter of a second, I'd have the next game on. 
Like on a streaming service, you have to go back to the menu, click on your next <laughs> game, let the little circle go around while it loads. Like it takes forever. Where before it was just click out on the previous game instantly. That old TV. I mean, I'm still watching on like, we still have cable. We're still doing we that. We do, but a lot of people don't. I didn't have cable at school, and I hated it because of the reason I just told you, because uh, of the lag. Yeah. Like, he had a, um, we had a smart... I mean, we, had a, we had a Roku stick. We had a Roku stick, if you know what Roku is. And we watched, like, college football in there and stuff. And, yeah, I'd get text messages, like, from my, my grandma, big Spartan football fan, all the time of, like, a play that just happened. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen that yet, so <laughs> that's ruined. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's it's a problem. It's very off topic. I don't know how I got there. You, you know what? I th- this is kind of off topic too, but I'm thinking like as we we're are getting, we're beginning to derail this tale. Man. This is supposed to be hot takes. <laughs> yeah, they well, do. I'm just thinking like like as kids, like are people like streaming and like binge watching like kind of like kid shows too, or do they still watch it on like like we watch SpongeBob, but like no. is there any like or like iCarly? Like you can you can binge watch iCarly. Now. Like that's weird. Like that you weird. just put it on the TV, but you, like you don't want to no, binge watch it. You're supposed to get home from school and yeah. wait for your favorite episode to come on, <laughs> dude. Five thirty on weeknights, Drake yes. and Josh. Yes. I wait until five thirty p.m. every day. I can remember going to bed like in, uh, I think when I was going to the our fifth and sixth grade school. I want to say we would leave the house at like 7.40-ish. And for really every morning from like 7 o'clock till 7.30, I'd watch two episodes of SpongeBob, the yep. one full half hour of it. Yep. I'd always check the night before. You'd go on your little cable menu. See what you, it is. you see what's coming up in the morning. Yeah, we they, still have that. Yeah, I know. But kids, then you, And then one night you'd wake up at 1 a.m. and George Lopez would be on Teen Nick. I'd, kids these days. I'd always binge that. Yeah, I was never a George Lopez guy, but me neither. But it would always just show up on my TV. I, I legitimately like, didn't turn the TV off. I feel I feel bad for kids these days, man. I actually do. Like that's genuine. Now it's like, oh, technology has ruined the next generation. But I feel bad because I'm lucky we were on the cusp, man, of smartphones. We, we were on we the cusp. Caught the tail end. We, we did. Like kids now, like, I feel like there's just no like off button on like school. No. Like, you go home from, and this happened to us in high school, I guess. But we were older at that point. But I mean, I mean more like young kids where parents are getting them phones super young, like. When you're in first grade, second grade, like we'd go from school and it'd just be Kyle and I and yeah. in the front yard, like having a good time. But now it's like you're like competing for popularity or whatever, like on social media at home. To like, I feel like that's exhausting. I encourage everyone out there, out there to go for like a bike ride and find some walkie talkies yeah, and get your friends some walkie talkies. Because that's what me and Tom would do. Invent games, like we would. Oh, we'd have a new football game every day. Yeah. We had what? What games have we invented? We had the mini six arena in this basement. Oh my god! Body ball, body ball. Talk about body ball, Body ball. Body ball is literally get the ball in the net by any means necessary. We might have to dedicate a full segment next episode for all the games we've invented. Demonstrate that we should because we're running out of time today. We've this has already been almost an hour long podcast. I think we're pushing about forty five minutes right now. Bro, we had so many like like basketball type games where it's like. you could get a point if your opponent misses and you catch it in the air and you throw it back in and if it's a swish, it's like a certain number of points versus if it hits the rim. It's like so many I random random games like that. We had we had invented so many games. So many. And it's like you talk about the mini baseball one, you throw oh, it. Oh, that was so fun. This bro. this basement, bro. <laughs> Let's do that next podcast. We well, have a lot of, we're already into it. I show now. you my, one of my all time favorite clips. We have a lot to discuss oh, there. Is it the air yeah, in the I'm video? <laughs> we had this game. Let me break it down for you. So imagine this basement. <laughs> got it. Probably about 15 yards in length, maybe 20. And we would put pillow, three pillows on the ground for a singles line, a doubles line, and a triples line. And then, well, show me after the podcast. I want to show you. I want you to live reaction. Oh, I, I, I know this clip. Here it I know is. Here it is. Clip. They can hear the audio. <laughs> One out, guy out <laughs> You heard a debate. Triple tie game. Oh, my God. Don't watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Here it is. Here it is. Watch it. Just, just like. <laughs> oh god these kids being kids man now these kids are on tiktok renegade oh. renegade renegade they're not doing that uh, yeah. let me tell you so yeah outside, play some wiffle ball go for a bike ride um play oh play um capture the flag capture the flag was get so literally fun. your entire neighborhood friends together and play capture the flag they don't have neighborhood friends so i'm telling you their friends probably live in go to the, the s- next state over they met on tiktok or something <laughs> i don't know it's t- so different now Man. It's so different. If I didn't have like the Schultzes, like I wouldn't. Have, we couldn't communicate. No. Like we, I had to to like reach. Oh, my, I, do you miss it when I was like, "Hey, Mr. News is us." Yeah, there. exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. Like for friends, like like my friend Andrew, for example. Like when I first went over to his house, like I had to go into our Horning Elementary School directory, <laughs> find their family phone number, and call him. Like, hi, this is Tommy. I'm in Andrew's class. Can I speak to Andrew, please? Yep. Like we had to like schedule a sleepover. Like. <laughs> 
It's not. It's that it's, was for the no, glory actually, days, man. It's actually funny Those as you say that. Days. I remember I had a my first grade class and I had every phone number. Yeah, that's what it was. Of my friends and I would look on that sheet and then call on the <laughs> yeah. home phone. Oh my god! That Dude, was one time I tried to call time. this kid named Ryan. Ryan Missy. I don't even know. But it was mm-hmm. like fourth grade or fifth grade, mm-hmm. and I called him and it was like the wrong number. It was uh. like some random forty year old dad. He's like, Did you say Ryan? It's like I have, I have a Brian, but he's twenty four and he uh. lives at home. <laughs> It's like that's not right. We don't even have a house phone anymore. Do you guys have a house phone? Yeah, yeah we, we still do. We got rid of ours, but times are changing. I think that what's scary to think I about. I still remember your phone number. <laughs> your home yours phone is. Uh, don't I'm not it. gonna say it, but I, I know it. it. I yeah. Know. Yeah, your ass phone still exists. Ours doesn't. <laughs> but um, I, I have yours by heart too. Yeah. Um, but what's crazy to think about is we're. I'm 22. Kyle's 22. Dan's 19. Yeah. So that's we're talking about ten years in technology changes. Imagine when we're forty. Oh God. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. With but, that being said, though, I like how older people are are in touch with. Like, if I see older people on TikTok now, TikTok now, I think that's cool that they they don't want to like completely um, disregard like new apps. Well, new no, technology. no, you should adapt. But I yeah, still adapt. think like, I'm, I'm always gonna be the person that adapts. That's a goal of mine. As I grow yeah. older, the funny thing is, is I don't really go on TikTok, and I totally should because I'm actually we're actually a person people who have a relevant account who are our business. Yeah, TikTok. but. I don't know. I just see like my sisters and my friends spend hours on. It. I'm like, I just don't want it to be that to be me. Well, but that's me. I don't know. It's it is a balance. I, I just, think TikTok still gets a bad rap. You guys know me and TikTok. I talked about it last year on this pod. Well, no, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I'm not like against it. By I any think means. it's an ingenious app. But I don't know. I also, I really encourage. I know we have we have at least a thousand listeners weekly. We used to have two thousand when we were uploading last year. I'm sure we'll get to at least that number this year too. But I encourage DMs to the Piper account. First of all, tell one friend about this all, podcast. Tell your mom about this podcast. But maybe she'll I, like the story of your mom. Yeah, she may. Hey, it's okay, women. We all, we, ladies, we all fart. It's it's a part of life. But <laughs> I encourage DMs, whether it's for Q of the day, um, just like what you liked, what you don't like, what you want to see more of. Like today, we had a pretty good balance of wiffle ball related conversations and random conversation or derailed tales, if I may mm-hmm. say. But. Um, yeah, I want to know what you guys like. Do you want to hear no wiffle ball stuff? I hope not. But do you want to hear only wiffle ball stuff? What do you like? And your opinion's not going to be wrong regardless. They I just like a hear good it. mix. I think you guys do too, but I, I would love to hear your opinions on the show, what guests you want to see, all that kind of stuff. So please send your DMs to Pipe It Up MLW on Instagram. Um, once again, oh, I want to mention really quick too, um, go back and listen to episodes from um, last year, like episodes 20 through 35 or so, or 15 through 30. Um, and we used to do ad reads for wiffle ball leagues and for anybody. Yes. So if you guys want a really, really for a very cheap, you can DM us and we'll read off some information about whatever you want us to an ad read. You know, we, we used to shout out a wiffle ball league every week and talk about the teams and the league news and stuff like that. Tell them the rates are starting low. So rates are extremely <laughs> low. Like I'm talking a subway foot long. Okay. <laughs> so DM us and yeah, we'll get there. you an ad read. I know that's the funny thing. It's no longer $5. I can tell you that. But, um, yeah, that's, that's a rip off. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to get a shout-out on the podcast, please DM us. But other than that, guys, thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week on Pipe It Up. If you are still listening to the podcast at this point, congratulations. You have made it to my little secret message here for the fans, as I know you guys are all huge fans if you listen to this podcast and if you – uh. If you made it all the way to the end here, so I appreciate that. And um, I didn't have any bloopers to include at the end this week. Nothing too funny happened while we were recording this, but um, I wanted to take this time just to say thank you to everybody who's been listening week after week, and more importantly, who's just been supporting MLW um, over the last few years. And you know, the growth we've seen on the channel in the last couple weeks has been absolutely crazy. And um, you know, Kyle and I and Daniel and you know, you know, everybody in the league, we do a lot. You know, we do a lot behind the scenes to to make, you know, growth like that happen. But um, when you actually see your plans come to fruition and it continues to happen that way year after year, um, it's, it's pretty special and we feel very lucky. So um, thanks, guys. And uh, we'll see you on Friday, 4 p.m. on YouTube. Another banger.